podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McQueen. As always, I just want to thank you for listening. We're here for another episode. Episode number 14, Dune Hippie Podcast. We got another one coming to you. This one with Devin and Justin from Asshole's Garage. Uh, probably going to know Devin from his truck, the 55 Ford that he's got with the Cummins engine in it. It's a truck that the two of them, Devin and Justin, his buddy, been working on this thing for the last couple of years. Uh, thrashing, building, taking it to the dunes, breaking, pushing it to the limits, taking it home get the whole story kind of behind the truck and the process and all the work that they kind of have into uh, getting his truck to the level that it's at today so if you've seen his truck it's uh, another unique truck something uh, I'm particularly uh, fond of uh, old rusted pickup so uh, rusted in the good way kind of a super cool looking patinaed uh, Ford he's got a 12 valve engine in it it's a linked rear end um, some A-arms that he kind of pieces together. We get all of it into it on this podcast. I had a lot of fun getting these two dudes in, the sh- in to do this. We did this super late at night when they were up here. And uh, had a lot of fun recording this show. So glad you're here listening to it. Like I said, episode number 14. Another one. Thanks for listening and supporting the show as always. Here we go. Yeah, that was our first time. I think I first saw our meeting Mike, actually. Yeah, ripped out a four link bar, and that was how we met Mike from the Silver Lake page. Okay, so you you got him not introduced. What's your name? Devin. I'm Devin. So and then what's your name? Just, Justin. Justin. Yeah. For the people out listening, Justin. we got Devin Asshole's and Ju- Garage. Yep. Assholes Garage. We got Justin and Devin in here. So you probably know Devin from his truck. Uh, it's getting a lot of. You're kind of blowing up. Everyone uh, wants to see what's going on in Silver Lake all every weekend and. All of a sudden, here comes the twelve valve charging over everything these days. So yeah, man, it just started from somebody saying I couldn't do it. Pretty much. Yeah, that's how everything starts. A little bit of spite goes a long way. Yeah, it was actually my cousin. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> Showed him. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was. We still had the car. He's like, I'm gonna give you six months, and you're gonna be parting that thing out and selling it. I'm like, you know what? We gotta do it now. Back then, we didn't even know. We didn't even know what we were gonna do. We were just. Kind of trying to get it just to run and drive down the road. One needs to take whoops good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, what's, uh, we'll just get into Devin. Where, where does the dunes like start for you then? And kind of what led you to the point of, yeah, getting into that truck before we actually get into like, uh, some more of your truck details? What's kind of like your dune background of what Silver Lake and, you know, where does it start for you? I've been coming. My dad's been bringing the whole family here since I was like probably, five years old riding in the back of one of our buddies broncos or something back when i was a little kid we used to come every year and once my buddies started getting involved i wanted to build something but that car when we first started out we kind of just wanted it to run next thing we know we borrowed some paddles from somebody and ended up wanting to take that out in the dunes but uh how'd that thing die coming off the trailer yeah yeah <laughs> by yourself unloading it by yourself yeah well i think it was like it was probably its third or fourth time at the dunes 
And it's still, we weren't really trying to make it any better. We were just trying to make it not fall apart. Basically. Yeah, just trying to go to the dunes and make it in and out. Airbags, <laughs> Monroe shocks, so like stock second gen front suspension. But uh, yeah, I was unloading it. Everyone called me. They're like, we're going out to breakfast. I'm like, oh man, I just got to take the trailer off real quick. And I'm like, I need to unload it too before I take the trailer off. So I'm unstrapping it. Didn't chuck the tires. Pull the strap off the front and it rolls off the trailer down the driveway. Smashes into a pine tree. Oh no. It just caves the whole back of the car in. So uh, I think some guy come and bought that for what we had into it. Just because he wanted the doors and some pieces off the dash and stuff like that. So after I got the money from that, we found that patina freaking 55 Ford. And uh, I think we made some money off some other flips between then and there. We found that patina. I think we were on the way to get a different truck, actually. Yeah. 72 Chevy. You ended up with two other ones, too. You had that cab over. We were going to get a 72 Chevy that was in a barn. And uh, Bobby found the patina truck on Marketplace while we were, like, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we swooped the other way. We were, like, changed your mind and went and got that one instead. Oh, yeah. I'm not even a Ford guy. Once I saw, like, just the picture of all the patina on that thing, I'm like, dude, that thing looks sweet. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, Yeah, I can. uh, Grill and stuff. I'm not even a Ford guy, really. But There's something about uh, the, the, and even the older I get, uh, especially, because it's, Kind of the same thing. I ended up with my truck just purely kind of out of accident. It was like, I always liked the, that style. It's always been my favorite style, but I never was like, I never thought I could own one. And then it ended up a buddy that I knew had one. And then yeah, I was getting rid of it, just needed some money. So then like it was conveniently, he was selling it for all the money I had in my bank account. So I went, yeah, I'll buy it. And. It was one of those things where then it now it's become what it became. It was like to think back to the moment. It was like, man, was it I, a runner when you got it or no? No, it was. That's why it was. It was just a cab and the front clip. I didn't get a box with it. No motor. No nothing. So yeah, at the time for me to spend the money, I was like, man, you're really like committing. I had no clue what I was gonna build. I was like, this is gonna be cool eventually someday. Yeah, that's how and it, I just it is. And it, yeah, <laughs> that type of stuff is. uh it's uh yeah i didn't set out to i knew i wanted to build something eventually but yeah it just was the circumstances was like oh this truck is the coolest truck i can afford with the money i have i think i bought that for it bought it for like 1200 bucks and i think i had like 1300 dollars to my name at the time and i was like perfect i have 100 dollars till my next payday this is awesome and now i own a 68 pickup this is sweet yeah, and then I'm like showing all my buddies. And like, Your truck was like a big influence on it. Just seeing, I didn't know the difference between A arms and beams. So we found that out kind of through Dan. But like seeing all that stuff, I just wanted it to like run like that. But I, I everyone kept telling me there's no way 1500 pound engine in the front, not move back at all. So what, Dan yeah, let's get into, uh, idea. <laughs> Let's get into yeah some more of your Ford and what's what is the full setup on it that you're uh, you're running now, but then go back to like what it started at. So it's uh, the donor truck, basically the the chassis, what's left of the chassis. It's a '96 Dodge Ram, third three quarter ton two wheel drive, and it was from an airport. Our buddy Matt, he's actually up here. It was from an airport down in Sault Ste. Marie or uh, not Sault Ste. Marie, St. Clair Shores. But it was like a little tugger truck for pulling airplanes around. Okay. I bought the chassis from him, and that's how that started. And then we found that 55 Ford way later on, put that on it. And uh, 
after we saw, like I said, that Dan Bedeau, after we saw his stuff, it was like kind of, I don't know, made me want to have something like that. He had so Dan Bedeau was a big inspiration of, yeah, you were telling us before we started of going over to his place and buying some arms off of him and kind of getting into that, into a world of lawn travel suspension kind of introduced through him. Yeah. Like I didn't even know what it was and seeing his trucks as the first ones I saw up close. That was like making making us feel like you we, just had, know, to, yeah, we leave, had to get whatever he, he had was cool stuff. Us. We wanted cool stuff. Yeah, leaving his <laughs> garage, you're like, I have no clue what I looked at, but I want it. Yeah, yeah. like Pro Four trucks just chilling there. Yeah, he didn't even race the one of them. He didn't even race yet. Just sitting there, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, it's uh, it is crazy to think back. Uh, similar, yeah, to the uh, beam suspension. Yeah, when I was like. Exactly. Seeing trucks and it's just like, oh yeah, I want one of those. And then you start diving in and you're like, well, what is the difference? Uh, center mount, A-arms, beams, you know, well, I don't know what I want. I've never ridden in any of them. And you're like making these decisions and jumping into a build of, you're like, you just start building something because, uh, you're looking at pictures. Yeah. We know? talked about it with Mike about which one we should do. Cause I just had found that race desert, well, classifieds thing. Okay, yep. And race Desert was like a big influence on me. You find a lot of cool stuff on Race Desert. Stuff for like pretty cheap. I'm like, Mike, what should I get? And I showed him pictures of them arms that Dan had. And he's like, dude, let's try those. We actually had one set at first. And then we kind of figured they were way too long. And Dan had the other set that was covered in rust and stuff. We ended up getting that one. And uh, Mike helped us figure that out. All the geometry. Laying out the front arm. So it's... uh. It's the, yeah, the, uh, 96 Dodge chassis. And then, yeah, it's got some aftermarket, then upper and lower A arms. Um, and yeah, the A arms are actually, they were designed for Pro 4. So all the stuff was kind of like set back, you know. Okay. So that the CV could come through. Yup. It was set up for a bypass and a coil, but we kind of changed it all up, stiffened it up a little bit, made it just for only a coil. Yup. So you're running what? You're on King Coils? You on bumps? You on what's, uh, what's your no shock set up? No bumps, just no you're bumps on what? Coilovers? Coilovers in front, coils over, coilovers and bypasses in the back, trailing arms, no sway bars. We got limit straps in the back. But our bump stop in the back is pretty much the frame rail just smacking the axle. <laughs> it's like real shiny, it smashed right out. You, you know when you're hitting bump, you hear it nice and loud. Everyone's like, what was that? Like, it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Solid bump stops. Yep. I got them sitting on the shelf. I'm just, I don't know, been lazy about it, I guess. Nah, yeah, I know how it is. I I have parts, uh, so I had an overflow tank for my truck, uh, this nice big one-gallon overflow tank. I've owned it for three years, and uh, this year when I put my one-week charge on to get my motor fixed, I finally was like, oh, man, I'm going to put this thing on nice. I made a bracket for it, got it all mounted up finally. This part had been on the shelf for, uh, yeah, almost three years now. And then I put it on, and then I blew it up the same day. And then I was like, see, this is why I don't even work on this stuff. I should have just never put that much time. I put a whole day into this <laughs> stupid overflow tank, and it was all a waste of time because now it's just sitting back over there again. So, yeah, there's plenty of uh, projects where, yeah, it's just like, eh, if it works. It's kind of like once it breaks, then you make it better kind upgrade, of uh, progression. you can. Yeah. So, Justin, where do you uh, – your, where's your kind of involvement? You said you get involved into the dunes about 2019. Is yeah. that uh, about the After beginning the of the truck? Crashed, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of got started right at the beginning yeah. of the truck. Right when he started putting the F-250 body on, that's kind of when I started going. He used to work nights, so I'd come over at night, and we'd just 
whatever we could get done, that's what we did. And whatever just it took. figuring it out pretty much, yeah, looking at something we and went. saying this has to go here, um, no. make it go there. There was no plan, though. Like, there was mm-hmm. no blueprint or nothing. We basically had the chassis left over. You just showed up every night and did stuff. Just did right. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> no, that's what, that's the beauty of it. Of, uh, so, uh, from the time you started putting the chassis together and doing all that stuff, how much time, uh, did you have kind of before you started driving it? Get to experience what you created. Well, I mean, it depends because a lot of times we were driving it. We had the radiator ratchet strapped down, <laughs> middle of the winter, <laughs> four different tires on it. You know, <clears throat> kind of the seat, we had a but we were drove on it with buckets in there for yep. seats one time. I do remember that. That was like one of the first rips we took. Yeah, so we just kind of tried to get it working and see if we could pull that off. And then, you know, one thing break, we'd make it better, kind of thing. So many trips where we'd come up here. And we we break down just coming in the entrance first thing blow a radiator out or something go back fix it. Do oh, I went through probably twenty radiators probably. up here. <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy Always Gabe something. he has uh, property over it's like off Shelby Road somewhere that way New Era or something I think it's called. Okay, but he's got the Ram Farm so he's got I've bought. I think every radiator up here was from him. <laughs> so all of his trucks have and no more radiators. He always makes sure he's got some. He'd meet for us, us, right us right at Duneland. So what's uh yeah, with running the diesel out in the dunes and trying to I mean, you've got you were telling me your setup, you got coilovers, you got bypasses in the rear, you're full blown pre runner, man. You're like uh you're a Ford uh twelve valve Diesel pre runner heavy chassis. I don't know what <laughs> class. Yeah, I don't know what classes are getting into pre runners now. Everything's a pre runner these days, but you're definitely uh, in your own class of things. One I don't know, motivating I guess, thing that happened was that Dune TV did a video or interview yeah, thing, and he's like, "So what do you call this thing?" I'm like, "I know some people are gonna get butt hurt about this, but I'm gonna call it a pre runner, a little diesel pre runner." And uh, I remember a bunch of people talking smack in the comments on the YouTube video. That's not a pre-runner. I'm like, just wait. We're gonna figure just it wait out. Wait a minute. It's Hold gonna on. be a pre-runner. You know, I remember the those. You know, that was yeah. Before I ever met you, yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember your truck making a splash on the internet, and yeah, seeing it around. And I remember specifically the clip of you. Uh, I think the lakes in the background. You're like sunsets in the background, and you're coming uphill, and it's like. Uh, you you're ripping with paddles. You got a big old puff of smoke going, and then like the <laughs> chassis like torquing up the hill and stuff. And yeah. I remember seeing it and being like, "That thing's pretty damn badass. That's pretty sick." And that was to the point where then it was like, "All right, whenever I see a picture of this thing, I gotta see what this dude's doing. This thing is pretty gnarly." Yeah. That was uh, it gets a lot of attention. The first time it was out, it was literally stock second gen. You know, second gens, right? Yep. Stock second gen Cummins two wheel drive frame. So the arms, we just torched them out. <laughs> Stuck the kings through, <laughs> welded the shock tower on the side of the frame, and drove it. And they kept bending in, bending yeah. back out, bracing them Yeah, up there's a, a pic. I think uh, from that era, I think there's a picture of you coming up, like smashing through a lip on a jump, and there's like sand going everywhere. Yeah, big epic hard picture. Landing. Yeah, epic pictures. We snapped that, like we bent that radiator in mm-hmm. half in that photo. <laughs> <clears throat> we bent the shock towers in. Lots of stuff. Kept ripping it though. Drove yeah. itself on the trailer. That's all yeah, that drove it out of the dunes, took it back, fixed it up, made it different. So we used. Remember, we we broke a uh, we bent a shock mount, uh, a shock bolt 
and we had to we filed down a radio or a extension filed down an extension to jam it, it in shoved there, it in there it, drove it right out we actually ripped it around a little bit like that Did oh yeah one lap like that yeah yeah definitely been there uh you On get to fixes yeah you get to the point uh especially you know so you're a michigan local but for you is it uh you know you're towing up here on the weekend kind of thing and then yeah you know, yep, kind of like much. weekend warrior set up. You're coming up here on the weekends, thrashing, yeah, driving home. Yeah, we've always been staying over at Mike's at Silver Lake Fabworks, kind of just like throw our trailers there, camp there, whatever. So we can come up whenever and test it out, break stuff, see what what we need to do before a holiday weekend or something. And then like crunch time. <laughs> we've done a lot of crunch time. That's how we get things done, really. We're more productive during crunch time, deadline. I think, than we are yeah. any other time. So yeah, you gotta have yeah. You're always shooting for something to get done, and some or you're trying to get back up here for a certain April first. Remember, April first, man. We just slapped it together. We were fixing it on the trailer in the parking lot when we got here, but so we were here. You came up what this year for opening day? You were here with it. Yeah, every every year. Every year. Every oh, year. Oh man, you are more hardcore than I am. Most of the times, I'm like, ah, it's too cold for me. Even if it ain't ready, we make sure that it gets here. <laughs> we came up here, and all they had for cold weather gear was vests. So we, both, we each bought a vest. <laughs> we we wore vests around. <laughs> Neither of us brought hoodies. We were freezing. We kept telling time. everybody it was a good investment. This is a good investment. So what uh, this year when you made it uh, up here, was that uh, with the setup that you have now, uh, with the new arms, you know, no longer the stock – chassis component stuff you got the new arms now um i know you've got the coilovers the bypasses in the rear Are, is that the setup you started this year at, or is that progressed over the summer that kind of progressed okay so <clears throat> i think la- not last summer but the summer before was the first summer out with the front arms custom arms okay before that it was like literally stock second gen arms just modified just <laughs> smashing through the dunes and then Last year, we put the links on the back. Before, we just had a coilover going straight to the axle from the cage. Okay. Yeah, we found those links on that race desert. Okay. Yep. It's just been progressing from whatever I can find. We just throw on the bypasses. Put it on it. Like the bypasses. Halfway through the season. I found them on Facebook. I'm like, they look sweet. And we went and bought them. And I slapped them on there. They were from like a Chevy 1500. (laughs) I slapped them on there. I didn't adjust the coilovers. I didn't adjust the ones I just bought. I just slapped them on there and took it out. And it looks sweet. I don't know if it made a huge difference, really. I think cranking one screw made a little bit of a <laughs> <doesn't bump laughs> That's, hard, you That's know? awesome. We didn't know. We didn't know that they clicked so loud. And like we kept hearing this. Clicking. Oh yeah, the so bypass too. I'm standing on the cage, listening to it. I'm like, dude, I can hear it. Like holding I'm it. Like, it's right here. <laughs> it's so funny how. Uh, I ever since yeah I had bypasses at least on the rear when I started driving my truck so yeah it was something I got used to like the day I started driving my truck yeah I just over time got used to it but yeah people get in it and now I have them in the front and rear and I give people rides and it's like the number one people thing people say over the engine the exhaust is right behind your head and they're like man it was awesome but there was just clicking everywhere this and I was like man that's what you were noticing the whole time I didn't even pay attention to that but apparently, yeah, it gets everyone's attention is yeah, all the bypass clicking. Now. Yeah, once you've uh, spent the time, yeah, once you get, it's kind of like, uh, like, 
people hop in it for rides and yeah, they're like, man, what's that? It's just like, yeah, it makes a lot of noises you're not going to be used to. They're all fine. If I get scared and I my face looks shocked, that's a noise to be worried about. Right, that's right. a new noise. <laughs> <coughs> yep, for sure. So what's uh getting your truck out there and running around the dunes? What's uh kind of been the the progression of now that you're on links and like uh the capabilities, I guess, of what you can say. So before you were coming up here and uh you know taking it on the trailer, driving it home with bent and broken stuff. Now to the point, are you, you're up here, it seems more and more. I see you coming up here more and more, and it still seems like you're, I saw you had a trance, you were ripping apart just a few weeks ago and yeah, getting ready for this. Yeah, off the engine. We haven't had to mess with the engine since I put that new engine in there. Like, a couple little things, I guess. I guess a couple leaks, gasket. the starter, the head gasket. <laughs> it's funny how really just easy basic. things we can fix. If, really if I'm not putting a new bottom end in, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, everything mechanically has been holding together really good. It's the the trans, yeah, is the kind of the weak link now. We uh snapped the main shaft in it. Before that, I snapped a couple input shafts. In what are you it. running? Are you running a manual trans? It's an NB forty five hundred. Okay, yeah, with a, a dual disc self bend clutch. Nice. So you just clutch That's about the it, crap really. out of the thing, probably. Yeah, third gear, you just. Wind her up real hard, dump the clutch. <laughs> Let her go. If you do it at the right spot, it'll pop a wheelie like nothing. Well, that's why I say I've seen videos of your thing, yeah, torquing. It gets that, uh, I mean, yeah, you just can't. Uh, Open diff four times. So what, let's, uh, I wanted to ask you this earlier, and I just remembered again. What got you on the path of uh, diesels? You, you seem to know, uh, yeah, it seems like you've always got common stuff that you're messing with. What kind of led you down that path of that being your thing that you're messing and tinkering with? Honestly, this all started because we had a 12-valve engine sitting in the shop, and just over time, I was I was rebuilding it, painting it, making it look really cool. Didn't really even know what we were going to put it in. Just, yes, you had it. Yeah, and then the opportunity came up to get a donor truck to put it in, and that's how that all started, really. But the diesel thing, in our area, they're, they're all over the place. All our buddies got them and Pretty stuff. Common. Yeah, diesel. We like turning them up, stuff. slapping turbos on them, couple turbos, whatever. Oh. They're just fun to work on. It's like a tractor, you know, for the street. Street tractors. Yeah. Street tractors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are some of the, I guess, ch- I'm interested. Yeah. So, a lot of people, yeah, then probably in the beginning, yeah, doubting you with the weight of, like, weight. you'll never be able to manage wow. the weight of an engine of, yeah, of a diesel engine and this and that. So, what has been, you, obviously, you've got it working and you've gotten it figured out now. So, what was, like, some of that stuff figured out? Was it as challenging as you thought it was or has it been exactly like oh the the engine's been the least of the problems has been a bunch of other things that type of stuff i don't know it's a little bit of everything sometimes we break engine mounts and i don't know sometimes it's Starting like that shock off. shock mount bent in half <laughs> we were expecting things <clears throat> like that I, I built that engine cage just to hold the shocks in and I was expecting to have to brace it in a lot more or see it start to bend and tweak and whatnot. And it just kind of cooperates for some reason. Yeah. Well, one it of finally things. knows where it belongs, I think. It's yeah. not street legal. I can't take it anywhere else. Yeah. I've tried St. Helen, but it's just not wide enough. I don't know. The dude yeah, is just, its home, really. So, and uh, you're, do you run paddles on it pretty much most of the time when you're out there? Yeah, I've never tried anything else. Oh, okay. The Super Scoop, Scat Tracks, and whatnot. So, yeah, you're just winding the thing up, dumping it with scoops, and 
trying to pop wheelies in a yeah. Cummins <laughs> Ford. 40s for I didn't there's so much going on it's like hard to even put it all together all at once when you're trying to like it's a A-arm Cummins 40s Ford pre-runner thing yep. <laughs> Correct. pretty much that looks, stock steering that looks awesome when it's riffing through the dudes we'll pull up to a gas station and there'll be 13 people standing outside Sorry, looking at it. on Instagram man. what do you do with that thing yeah have you ever gotten the, uh, I've been, the number one question I've gotten at gas stations when I'm like at gas in my truck is people ask me where like the mud run is. And now they're like, oh yeah, going to big mud run. I'm like, these are 30, I run 35 inch all terrains. I'm like, they think it's mud truck. Yeah. And it's like my truck's super low. And now I'm just like, what? Mud truck? Like, oh yeah, it's a sick mud truck, man. And I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> That's cool. <Appreciate> <laughs> Most of our, most of our compliments come from like like I've had a lot of people come up to me and that's my son's favorite truck it's Mater Tow Mater they yeah. gave it that name I never even thought of it until the kids started saying that over yeah that you get that uh, it's a it's amazing uh, getting to the point yeah you probably get to the point what's it like exactly going to the dunes and you're driving around and at the end of the day you're just up here having fun doing your thing but exactly people are coming up to you and they're watching your truck and i know for myself i've had those moments where people are you know come up to you and be like wow (coughs) your truck's awesome i love watching this thing rip across the dunes and then uh yeah i can't help it inside be like well sick you want to go for a ride because it's fun like uh you know stuff like that i mean like i know you've been uh getting people in there and getting rides what's it like getting you know justin someone like yourself even getting to experience going out and being able to ride and experience you know you've been able to go through the process of breaking the mounts to then all of a sudden the things yeah ripping wheelies up it's sunset hill it's amazing like we we would go from like maybe be driving it 10 minutes at a time to now we can take laps and it's it does it with ease like it just feels right every time you can take it home and it's like you're not like having to thrash or come up on a weekend you get multiple days of use out of it he'll He'll say he wants to take, like, we'll get up on a Thursday. Oh, I got to take it easy. I got to take it easy. This thing's got to last till Sunday. I got to take it easy. And then he's full throttle the whole way. <laughs> Kids are screaming. Everyone's taking videos. It's, Dude, it's that's what gets definitely going, gets pumped you know? up. It gets it's pumped uh, up. the the yeah. one thing people was, jump out of the beds of their trucks and run over. Oh, they're trying to look at what we're doing. <laughs> when you come up that entrance ramp and you're coming out of those trees. And that's what, I mean, exactly. It's when you say that, like, oh, I got to take it easy. It's literally every time I'm (laughs) the 15 mile an hour. Like, okay, like, no, yeah, no big deal. Like, you're not trying to show off. Like, you don't need to impress people. You're just out to have fun in your truck because that's what you do this for. (laughs) And then you come up and then it's like, well, there's like 300 people right by test here. And I could like, oh, there's no one up here. Well, okay, let's floor it past all here because it's wide open. And like... It's you can't help yourself. Once it's, you hit that turn, it's game no. Over. As soon as that speed limit thing drops off, yeah. you're like, "Well, there's no speed limit anymore. So why are we going slow? This is not what I'm supposed to be doing here." One thing that kind of sucks that he pointed out is how we're kind of like robbed of the the feeling of seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. All the people that see it and they're, yeah. they're like, desensitized what is that? to it, they have it. no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we've never got to experience that early. I guess, uh, yeah, because it's uh. 
so at the end of the day, yeah, you're driving this thing all the time. You're getting your seat level. You're getting more and more seat time in the thing. You know, as you're building and thrashing, it's yeah, it goes from ten minutes of driving on a whole weekend to now you're getting hours of driving. You're getting more and more comfortable. At the end of the day, you're flinging around this huge diesel smoke puffing forties uh, <laughs> thing on these scoops, throwing sand everywhere. Like this thing looks awesome, ripping across the dunes. But you got like the little family that's going to the beach to have a picnic in their four wheel drive minivan, and, and the, you know you're ripping up past them, trying to rip a wheelie up Sunset, and they're just trying to get a nice photo to send to their grandma. <laughs> it's yep. like, oh yeah, There's you forget humans. about those people, and uh, oh yeah, they're you look probably back just and there's just a huge cloud of smoke rolling across the beach. Yeah, they're like, they're leaving the deals going. You would not believe these crazy people that are up there. I don't even know what was coming at us, but it just was scary. It was huge. It was loud. I don't even know what it looks like from that perspective. Somebody yeah, else I, needs to drive it or something. Because, I don't know, I've just never seen it ripping. Never heard it coming over a hill. That, uh, that, now that you say it, that's funny. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I would like to... Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to be sitting in the bed of a truck and watch my truck come in the entrance. Because, yeah, I know when I come in entrance, I get to seven grand as soon as possible and try to rip all the way down to the beach. And it's like... How far oh, yeah, I wonder what that does it. look like. Right. <laughs> I know. At the same time, though, it's like I don't know. Inside's pretty, pretty fun view that's too. Where you want to be. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I want to be. So uh, we were talking, I think, before this of like experience with like, uh, yeah, not even experiencing the thing before you even built it. So like before you even built the truck, uh, as far as your dune experience what kind of stuff were you out in the dunes with before did you have bikes or oh just like pickups? old school volkswagen buggies the first one was like a, a tub baja buggy or whatever you call it okay yep yeah old school rattly thing found it behind a barn pretty much yeah Blue, not a lot of suspension out, not a lot of power riding just, another like my dad's buddy's trucks and stuff like that because i was just a little kid i came here and stayed at yogi bear when i was just a little kid and stuff Dirt bikes too. I've had dirt bikes here in four wheelers. But no, yeah. So no, this is like your first lawn travel kind of anything that you just started building, and it's evolved to this point to where now, you know, I feel like I'm in a similar situation of like, I've never really had any other type of like, I don't even know, like performance vehicle. You know, all my other dune trucks up to this were like just street trucks with like lift kits on them. Yeah, pretty much stuff like here. that. Where now that I have this truck, it's like it's the only truck I've ever had. Where now it's just like, oh, like the truck before this was a just a truck that had a lift kit and bigger tires on it, and now I have a beamed linked full cage like LS pre runner that written. It's just like, well, I it's to the point where like uh, I have like my tow truck. Like I haven't taken that in the dunes in like three or four years because. I just have no you don't need desire. <laughs> I have no desire to go in there with that. It's where we take mine in every time just because it's full of the tools, the jack, yeah. spare tire, spare radiator. <laughs> spare <laughs> we brought a spare transmission this time. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's in the trailer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I well, just, yeah, I mean, that's when you know you mean business. You're up here to have a good time. Right, that's what yeah, it's we about. Two and a half hours. To, you wouldn't want to call somebody and tell them to bring the transmission with them. Right. Yeah, been if you've got that. one. You might tell as well them how fast it. you can swap that transmission. Well, okay, so I timed myself taking it out. It took me an hour to get it out and on my tailgate. And it took a half hour to put it back in. I built a little attachment for my jack to make it easier. 
So you can just take the yeah, because what's those MV forty five hundreds way? They're all cat. Are they cast iron? Yeah, I just or I keep the bell steel. housing clutch and everything attached, and I just take the only the trans out. Probably like. 200, 250 pounds, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Not the easiest Not to muscle around bad, laying on your back underneath of it. Are you on your, what are you on your back in the garage working or you got a yeah. nice lift, mm-hmm. big hoist? Okay. Yeah. Yep. On my back, I got the truck up as high as it'll go on jack stands with freaking blocks underneath the jack oh, yeah. stands. Super Half sketchy. Oh, not, not bad. <laughs> got a little chain fall in there. Sometimes I hook that up to make me feel a little better. That's what, when, when I get to the point where, yeah, if I, I have just an engine hoist, but I'm, uh, if I'm like trying to droop out my rear, like for me, it's really hard to get the rear to droop out. So if I have to though, uh, I can get it up on jacks and blocks and it starts getting a little sketchy and then I'll throw my engine hoist on a strap on the thing just to like make me feel a little better about laying under it and taking some measurements. Cause it's just like, I mean, I'm like, man, that truck's like six feet in the air just so the suspension can, droop out all the way so i can take measurements a lift sure would be nice yeah so coming up uh you're on labor day weekend it's already this is uh saturday night what was uh what's it like uh yeah holiday weekend versus a maybe not so busy weekend getting to rip around it's kind of like two different environments probably when no one's out there you got the thing can rip across the dunes but a holiday weekend yeah you've got yeah people their heads turning, wanting to take pictures, all that type of stuff, just kind of ripping around when you can? I don't know. It depends. Usually we'll rip it for, I don't know, an hour and then sit around, let it cool down, and then, I don't know, put somebody else in it, go rip it again. Just usually, I don't know, this year it's been really nice because we haven't had to fix a lot of stuff. But usually we're ripping around for a couple hours, it breaks, and then we just spend the rest of the time with the dunes with my Dodge out here and, you know, hanging out in the truck that towed it here pretty much yeah and then just yeah making the most of your the rest of your trip and then towing home yeah it's just getting to the point where like we don't really have to stop ripping it it's yeah. just doing fine you stop ripping it and it starts puking coolant so you kind of just keep ripping it it's happier that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it keeps really the is. air going through it yeah there's no fans on it now it's just it's totally different than any truck that you're probably used to it's totally different yeah, at the end of the day, it's something that you built uh, yourself out of, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's something that you built that you didn't even know you were trying to build almost. It's just like... There uh, is no coolant temp gauge. No. There's no oil pressure gauge. <laughs> we got uh, exhaust gas temperature, yep. boost, Bad. and then a voltage gauge that's always pegged at always 16. Pegged. <laughs> <laughs> so we know if something's wrong if it dips below 16. Boost so. gauge we never even look at. Pretty much no. EGTs, if it's pegged, then sometimes I let off a little bit. <laughs> Downshift to third for a second. It really just puts up with it. I don't know how. It's not intercooled. <laughs> that's another big not thing. It's not intercooled. Compounds, a lot of fuel. It just puts up with it somehow. How much did it make? The last the engine dyno? did too. Last time? We made around 600 nitrous. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. They were ghetto fogging it at a diesel event and like, where was it? Three Rivers. Three rivers. Yeah. yeah, up on a, like a chassis dyno and then yeah. just with a, someone with a nitrous bottle we so fogging it. about that. <laughs> yeah, it almost hit 500. I'm like, oh, dude, push it. Just get it. Get us at 500. You got to. He's like, oh, we will. We're going to spray it. I'm like, all right, I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Like, all right, I guess sounds good. 
It was 50 bucks to spray it, too, and they didn't yeah, even say they didn't anything. Even they wanted to nothing. spray it. They wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you built something cool when, when they're willing to give up that 50 bucks just to see what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. You got that Dude, thing. We won. <laughs> we won, won too. Most horsepower with spray. With spray. So yeah. what was this at? Where were you at? What was it? It was, what did they call it? It was, it was diesel Legendary Diesel Shootout, Performance. Legendary Diesel, yeah. Okay. Out on three rivers. So they just had a, uh, like a chassis dyno-like competition. Yeah, they just like UCC. Okay. So you just showed up and threw we the thing a, up on it. We did a dirt drag with it. They actually used it for the national anthem. We were sitting there and they were like, hey, come over here. Like, can we use it for the national anthem? Because we had the flag on it and everything. So we okay. pulled it up front and center. We dirt dragged it, dynoed it. It was a lot of fun. I don't think we, we even broke that. it there. No, nothing even broke. We broke the tow. We blew the, the head gas on, on, <laughs> on the white truck. Yep. So you threw it up there. So you, it's just something you ended up going to just for uh, what shits and giggles, and then you ended up winning the uh, chassis dyno event. We bought the clutch from him, Jay. and uh, he invited us to it then. Okay. We like, oh, dude, bet yeah, we'll come for sure. They did sled poles, dyno poles, yeah. and then dirt drags. We did dirt drags with. Like With really paddles. nice, <laughs> really, really nice, nice super paddles. scoops on nasty rocky dirt. Oh, just just like oh, rip man. them all the heck. It, it did good though, honestly. We were the only ones sleeping <laughs> in the infield. We, we asked them if it was cool if we stayed. We were the only ones. They said we could camp, and I don't know. Nobody wanted to. Camp. We woke up, we and everyone was gone. We were the only truck in the whole. <laughs> yeah, was like, Real I thought we all came here to race and camp. Yep. We yep. were committed, man. Hey, that's what it takes. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, the whole like theme of this podcast is like, yeah, exactly. The fact of, uh, it's, it's not going to get to this point if, unless you have the ambition that you guys you have. Be committed. Yeah. To be committed to go. A lot of people that don't even know about the work because they're yep. dropping it off to have it worked on. You, you learn it all. You know the truck once yep. you do all this stuff. Yep. And then through the process of exactly, you know, it's, it's okay if somebody says, well, that's not going to work. And, like, that's fine. You can have that and be like, yeah, I don't think it's going to either. Well, I'm going to figure out why. Yeah, and I'm going to find out why. And it's, I'm okay with that. You know, it, that's one of those things where it's like, it's okay to, like, you know. At the end of that, it's like, hey, I won't point it at any small children when I drive it. It's a little sketchy. I'll stay by myself over here, mm-hmm. and I'll wait for it to break. And then I'll take it home, and I'll fix it. And once it's safe, then I'll bring it around people. Yeah. That was, like, kind of my thinking. And it's it's that progression of that it's just like it's okay to uh yeah take chances and do the things and there's there's i guess some levels like if you're welding popcorn on your welds like maybe don't bring that to the dunes like maybe have your buddies help you weld it and you know there is some level of things but when when it first came here as a car i had just bought my first lincoln buzz box one of them tombstone welders it was all stick welded. The trucks, yeah, okay, the stick. all stick welded. Everything, four link bars. It was all stick welded. <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, I think uh, like there's a lot of listeners out west. Probably I don't know if they could relate out there, but uh, I've seen a lot of builds here in the Midwest. A lot of uh, people's builds and kind of like the engineering behind them has a lot of this like farm hand like. <laughs> Like, like, uh, ask people like, Oh, who helped you build this? Like, Oh, my grandpa, he's like, he owns a farm and he's like a farm hand. And this, like, you can almost see it in some things where this, there's this influence of like farm agricultural, like stick welding, just like big angle iron stuff. I've seen like full link trucks out here where it's just like, 
quarter to three h like or three h thick like angle iron and plate and just just like it's not the prettiest thing but it's like that is not going anywhere this thing is beefy it's Built like over engineered yeah over engineered yeah it's just like oh yeah this was you could go hook a plow to this and plow a field with this thing we this always, is, we <laughs> always joke that we could probably still gooseneck with the rat rod if we had to probably just haul hook it right to it. yeah hook <laughs> up fun. and yeah for sure yeah. see it well yeah that's what's crazy with uh you know doing yeah at the end of the day yeah it's like what do you call it yeah anymore that's where i'm anymore with it's like anything's a pre-runner anymore at the end of the day anything that goes out and can run a racetrack but it's like at the end of the day it's like your truck yeah you could pull a gooseneck or you could go race it or you can rip the dunes uh have you ever had the thing on uh like a drag strip or anything like that like Like pavement yeah pavement stuff putting like slicks on (laughs) it driving home Driving dirty around the block. Yeah, we'll go around the block sometimes and see what happens. We live in Mexico. Yeah, so so take it down to whenever you... They don't say much, really. (laughs) But, yeah, that's... I don't know. I've thought about it. I have slicks for it. They fit right on the same wheels as the paddles fit on. Man, that would be sick to watch that thing go down a drag strip. It's really kind of... If you see when it takes off, it squats back super hard. That's what I... If you got that thing on some on a sticky track, I would stick the slicks. I would not be surprised if you really did rip that front end right up off the ground. <laughs> it might. It probably would. <laughs> see that thing just torquing the chassis all the way down. Oh, man. I want to see that. That would be awesome. Yeah, the next weak links are the transmission. There's not really many options other than switching transmissions. Yeah, to it would stand with the MV4500. People build like billet shafts for them and whatnot, but they're all for the four wheel drive ones, sled pulling guys and stuff that. Okay. Two wheel drive stuff, you just can't really find it. Guy yeah. in Texas, super stick that builds them. Okay. Yeah, not very many applications for guys needing like high horsepower two wheel drive stuff for the diesel things. Yeah. Yeah, most everything's four wheel drive. Yeah. Well, well who knows? You can't, uh, go, you can't go buy a spindle for this thing. It's, it's like everything is super custom, like ridiculous. We we pounded the spindles out of the uh, <laughs> original, the original Dodge steering knuckles. We we sliced them, heated them up with a torch, and pounded the spindles out and stuck them in like legit expensive ass Camberg spindles <laughs> that I found on marketplace. Didn't even know what they were. But no so idea. you could have the snout that same brakes, for the hubs same hub. and all that stuff. Yeah, because I wanted to work. have like the same brakes that if, if it's a eight thousand pound truck, I wanted to have the eight thousand pound braking system that came with yep. it. I wanted to have the engine mounted in the spot where the factory mounted it. You know. Yep. Everything. Well, and now you still got OEM. I mean, anywhere you're at, if you're on the road and you got issues, you're up here at Silver Lake. You can go get. You know, there's parts stores in town here. You can try to get stuff like that. You know, you're not running. Uh, some aftermarket brake caliper that if you have an issue, you, you're not going to get anything for it. Right. Yeah. That's true too. Bearings mm-hmm. are like 10 bucks a piece for the front. Yup. That's Came the, really the biggest thing. And then it's like, yeah, I run calipers. They're, they're $15 at Napa and they're generally always in stock. Yep. Yeah. See, it's that's like, nice. yeah, it's just one of those things. Like when I go out, what the whole, everything on my truck was designed to use like OEM as much as possible. For that type of stuff where it's just like, well, if I'm somewhere and yeah, like a wheel bearing goes out because I got sand in the thing and like, it's not that big of a deal, but if you're way away from home and it's some like custom thing, that's, those are the parts where like, yeah, so your spindle setup, it's just like, 
Yeah, you don't want to have to make another set of those. No, if I bend that spindle out. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's going to. Might buy a whole other frame or something. <laughs> <clears throat> but they were holding up. Everything's like way more beefy than it needs to be, I think. If I hit the brakes hard enough, it'll almost endo. It'll, it'll, and sometimes the brake pedal gets stuck under the steering <laughs> column. <laughs> it does some funny things. Like, I'd love to see somebody else try to drive that truck. That's you gotta a, drive it like it's a dirt bike. Pretty much. Pop I, clutch every chance you get. <laughs> really. You gotta That's keep it drives. spooled up. Kind of like a, what is it, kind of like a two stroke kind of mentality? It's kind of like a quirky and. You just gotta keep it on the power band or else it'll just smoke and not go anywhere. Yup. I, want, I really want to see someone else try to drive it. I think it'd be awesome. I kind of feel the same uh, with. It's like uh, like when you're if you're selling a car to someone, you're like, oh well, yeah, you know, hey, like this window goes up slow if you, but if you do this, it'll it works better. And I feel like that with my truck. Just even getting my like wife to try to move it and stuff, like to turn it, I'm like, oh yeah, flip this switch, that one, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes. I think he knows about that pretty well. He's got a screwdriver yeah. to start his truck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a specific instructions sheet. Yeah, exactly. It. It's that's how. Yeah, the, that's it's how my truck is. Valve too. My it's truck true. has things where it's just like every once in a while the power like when it's super hot, power steering like comes in and out. So like I can be in a corner be doing like eighty, and then all of a sudden like oh no power steering, oh it's back, oh no back. And then you're just like yeah, that's just like a thing I live with where it's just like. I yeah. At the end of the day, it's like if, if somebody just course. drove it and didn't, I didn't tell them those like, oh hey, you may lose power steering for like, but it only does it for like quarter second intervals. It comes right back. It's no big if it's deal. More than that, then yeah. If it's more than that, there's a big problem. There's probably a leak. But those little things where yeah, it's just like I live with it, and it's like ah, I could spend more money and upgrade my system, and I need to, but like it works at the same time as well. Like I still am out there. I still rip it. Yeah. Still. You know, I'm more focused on the stuff that is falling apart. That's kind of always the priority. There's always something. The priority list is always changing of like, it can be two, three weeks of this nonstop. Uh, like last year, it was fuel pumps for me. I don't know why, but like I went through three of them in one summer. The first, I went two years on the first one, went through three last summer, and then it's been the same fuel pump. It was like, I don't know why I was frying them. I just got a bad batch or something. I don't know. I was fuel buying cells. the same one. We had a big problem with fuel cells cracking. Correct. Going tool, through fuel tool. cells. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of like, but yeah, then you kind of like get that problem solved. Beer keg. And is that what you're running beer now? Keg. Beer, yeah, keg, beer uh, keg. I went through three aluminum TIG welded fuel cells. They just kept cracking along the welds. See, and I see that a lot out there. I think with the amount of like uh, fuel sloshing and mm-hmm. moving that we're doing, a lot of people go with like these TIG welded cells out here. And I've, every one I've seen is cracked. Yeah. yeah they're not very thick. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, they can't take the volume, especially I've seen people trying to if you're going for volume and you get that much fuel in there. You got like a bladder tank on yours? No. So I run it's a 87 Blazer TBI tank. It's 33 gallons. It's steel and it's underneath. Uh, It's in the rear. It's behind my axle. It's in the cage. Oh, so I run that because it has a uh they're ninety nine dollars brand new and they come with a sending unit. And it's a top style like sending unit, and they're like a a square. They're almost a perfect square, and oh. it's a, so that's an OEM part. It's that's an OEM, convenient. yeah. It's an OEM tank. It's got like a. It only has a baffle tray in the bottom for the where the uh, pump goes, and then I run an in tank pump. And yeah, it's thirty three gallons, and 
that's what I've been running forever. This this same one. So it yeah, it's like one of those things where yeah, it's like fuel cells. That I went with that because I was like, oh well, I can get this started. I I went with that because it was a little smaller than what I wanted to go for a fuel side cell wise. So like the space I built it in and everything, it was all like built for it. Um, but now it's to the point where I've had the truck running and I've never had a problem with it where I'm like, well, I don't really, I'm not going to change it. It's never leaked. And nice when you don't have to do stuff twice. Yeah. And it's, I even at a point where now it's got a, it's got like some dents and dings and like where I've like hit rocks and stuff and like throwing stuff. I'm waiting for the day where like I throw a rock eventually and I'm going to like puncture it. But at this point it's like, I'll probably just buy another one for a hundred bucks and put it in this long. Yeah, I probably won't go to a fuel cell site set up for the fact that like the fuel cell equivalent to put in there that I wanted was like three something thousand dollars. And I was like, uh, hundred dollars or three thousand dollars. Does the trick. They both hold fuel. Yeah. So. It, it, they both do it. They're both vented. And I, I don't know. That's, uh, that's that type of stuff for, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, same with you. It's like, uh, it's about getting out in the dunes, ripping the thing. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want seat time in the thing. I don't want to be working on it in the garage for no reason all the time. Before we'd have a 15, 15 gallon <laughs> tank and it would last us all weekend because we'd only be able to rip it for maybe an hour <laughs> and a half total. <laughs> now we're starting to use fuel where we have to like go fill it, it again. Up. That's funny. Yeah, yeah you sucks. You, <laughs> never had to plan for that before. Yeah. Now we gotta carry fuel tanks around with us. That is a funny thought. I didn't think about that of, uh, yeah, when I used to, yeah, I used to come up here. I used to fill it when I used to, before I lived here. I would fill it before I towed it up. And yeah, I could get like a whole weekend on a tank because yeah, like normally wasn't driving it the whole time. And yeah, we're now on like a weekend. I can, yeah, go to the gas station two, three times sometimes now. Yeah. And yeah, just to the point where like you don't even think about it anymore. Like, oh man, I'm out of another tank of gas. Gotta go and get another one. Okay. Well, no worries. Yep. Just keep putting the miles on. Dope. Well. I think we'll get wrapped up. Yeah, we're at an hour. So thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking about your truck. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably uh, pumped to uh, hear about more a little bit about the background of it. It's uh, Yeah, you definitely have a truck that you know what it is. Uh, it stands out, and, yeah, there's not uh, another one like it. So No, not really. Thanks for coming in. It was, uh, once again, Devin, yeah, dude, Justin, Assholes it. Garage. And, yeah, if you Follow guys. Follow us on Instagram at assholes.garage. Yeah, hit him up in the dunes. Check out the truck. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming in, guys. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. See ya.